Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Coaching and being coachable. Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. Vince Lombardi. This week's episode revisits the give and take of it all. It delves into the relationship between the teacher and the learner, the coach and the athlete, the sensei and the student, and even the father and the son. There are many instances where one human being is leading or directing another, but those situations do not always garner the kind of mutual success and understanding that they were designed to provide. In consideration of my own journey as a child, a young man, and a seasoned man, I remember many instances where working with another human being was either effective or ineffective. My unfortunate report is that most were ineffective. However, the saving grace in all this is that I learned a few things. First, I made a decision to try and be more effective than the worst examples and pleasantly at least as effective as those who did me right. That joy and that refined pursuit of excellence has sustained me over this long journey. And now my continuous role is to stay on track, look for the good, be fair, keep learning, work smart, not so much work hard, and pass on good attitude, technique, and encouragement. 
As the vernacular phrase indicates, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Also, you should check yourself before you wreck someone else. The manner in which we perform even the most mundane acts is a statement of who we are. We resemble our performance and our performance resembles us. And the fact is, we teach best by example. There is no reasonable way around this fact. However, many of us suffer needlessly from leaders and coaches who desperately need to be universally right or big or special or first or definitively perfect in his or her feelings about themselves and their role. So much so, so that who they are speaks so loudly you can hardly hear what they're saying. But when you flip the coin, alternatively, there are excellent coaches out there who connect and communicate and inspire. From the book Illusions by Richard Bach, he offers one specific quote that always stays with me. Some of you may have heard me uh, make this quote before. We teach best what we most need to learn. In my experience and opinion, some of the best teachers, leaders, and coaches we know are still students at heart. They always seem to be climbing that same learning mountain with that same drive and determination and purpose that they started with in the first place. When they coach, they inadvertently put themselves in their students' shoes and push them to limits, but still understand empathy and consideration. They may not tell you they are considering your circumstances, and you may not feel like they are because of how hard they're working you, but the good coach wants you to find your best, and he or she knows from their own experience that focus and hard work is how you get there. They want you to know what they know, see what they've seen, and understand. Those uniquely great coaches learn how to reach down inside themselves and rip out a piece to give to you. Those coaches hope that you can see past the mud and dirt and blood and sweat and tears to see the gold. They point you to the road so that you can walk there where they have walked. And the best coaches know that if they do it right, you will rise even higher than they did. Do even more to make the world a better place from your example. But the coach-athlete relationship is definitively a two-way street. In other words, athletes are also a key ingredient in making the relationship work. They have some responsibility for realizing what it takes to be coachable and being willing to behave accordingly. The same goes for business and parenting and martial arts. We all just need to trust and listen and learn and adjust. Here are some characteristics that I've learned over the years are important to coaching and being coachable. The skills are transferable. Be humble. This doesn't mean being soft or quiet or even introverted. It just means keeping a sense of balance and relativity to it all. Possess confidence, but not arrogance. Arrogance is not transferable to bringing people together for working as a unit. When it's all about me, there's not much left for you. Humility helps you build more bridges than you build walls. With entitlement behavior, however, we communicate to others that we are better than they are and that we deserve more. Reciprocity and working together from both sides is a much more effective and welcoming proposition. Have a good sense of humor. Enjoy yourself. Find the fun in what you do. When you spend large amounts of time doing anything, to enjoy yourself is half the battle. 
I've always been fortunate to love the training environment. If you can laugh at the joke and find something to smile about during training, you will do that much better on game day. Accept change. Be flexible to an extent that is useful. While consistency is an important part of success, alterations need to be made sometimes to be more effective and take advantage of opportunity. While change is certainly an emotional experience, most of the time, once you take steps to develop a detailed change plan, it can make your adjustments that much more palatable. Either way, staying open and pliable is useful in the long haul. Be respectful. The hidden value rule indicates that we should look for the good in everyone at first. You may not see it immediately, but usually it's there. Believe that everyone provides some kind of value, even if it's not abundantly clear on the surface. Trust that the person standing in front of you has redeeming qualities that, if you knew more about them, would inspire, delight, and captivate you. Give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Look for the good, and you will usually find it. Look for the alternative, and your load can get awfully heavy along the way. Stay open to new learning. We should commit to learning about new topics and keep the channel for learning open. Learn new things specifically to become a master of learning in general. The gray matter cells in our brain like metal hinges that need oil. New ideas, new skills, new concept are the oil. Without that special lubrication, ultimately they can rust and become frozen. Staying open and in the habit of learning new skills makes it easier to absorb fresh information. To become set in your ways is to lose the portals of learning forever. If your opening is now shut, take some steps to bust it back open again by learning something new. Work past the limits of your comfort zone. It has been my experience that getting comfortable with discomfort and trial and challenge are absolute keys to success. When things aren't going your way, or you are not getting your way, how do you conduct yourself and how do you respond? Sometimes we're only happy when people are nice to us or circumstances are in our favor. But what about when all hell is breaking loose? What about when the barn is burning or the rain is falling or there is fire in the hole? Throughout our life, our careers and our experiences, we will have to work through obstruction it is important to establish a sense of resilience and temperance and develop thicker skin, not to just vulnerably accept any bad thing that comes about, but to stay in your lane and in your groove no matter what piece of music is being played. This is the key. There's that phrase, never let them see you sweat. But I don't mind sweating. I've done quite a bit of it. What I like to say for myself is, never let them see you break. I might even get a hairline crack or two, but I refuse to let mere circumstances break me down. Own it. Work hard. Take responsibility for your own success. Never blame others. Define your ambition so you have a vision of where you're going and what you want to achieve. Your goals belong to you. When you work, you work toward those goals. If you have no goals, set some. But your own identity and work it takes to get the job done are up to you. In addition to working hard, work smart. We don't always have to take the most difficult route as the way to go. 
Being intelligent and creative and strategic are important considerations as well. Think long term. Don't get hung up on any one event or circumstances. Win, lose, or draw. Learn from every event and move on. High self-esteem is an important part of this because you don't take constructive criticism as a personal attack and you never twist the loss to mean your career is over. You always find ways to take it all in stride. Being in the moment is very important, but to take successive action towards your particular vision is very powerful indeed. As quoted by Philip C. McGraw, life is a marathon, not a sprint. So pace yourself before you erase yourself. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time!